I'm fighting the giants and we are going to dive into it right away and read from the Bible. So the text um, we're standing on is Numbers chapter 13 verses 25 to 23. Okay. Um, so if you have it, please go ahead and, and read it. Thank you so much. Numbers 13, 25. To New Living Translation Version. After exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned to Moses, Aaron, and the whole community of Israel at Kadesh in the wilderness of Paran. They reported to the whole community what they'd seen and showed them the fruit they'd taken from the land. This was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore, and it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey, here is the kind of fruit it produces. But the people living there are powerful and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. The Amalekites live in the Negev and the Hittites, Jebusites and Amorites live in the hill country. The Canaanites live along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan Valley. But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once to take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. But the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go up against them. They're stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people we saw there were huge. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought too. Mm, amen. Amen. <laughs> I hope I've painted a vivid picture in people's minds now. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly was vivid in my mind. Thank you. <laughs> so I would like to talk a little bit about the inspiration behind um, today's topic. I saw this. I wanted to follow up on what we talked about in last episode. So it was about starting the new year and... Um, coming out of the wilderness, out of that um, season where you're wandering and wandering around. And so the text that we just read is one of the, the follow-ups from that, where um, basically the people of Israel are, you know, on the edge of entering in that new land that is full of promises and has milk and honey, but also has giants. I had in my heart to explore that topic of fighting the giants because um, first I can relate on a personal level and I think maybe some of our listeners, friend listening will, will also. I think that there are times where it seems as if some of the battles or, that we have um, 
uh, so big. It's sometimes you can be in a position where you know we have to go against something that seems like a giant to us, like mm-hmm. a giant. So um, I had in my heart to go back to the Bible and read a text about that and look at the context and then see how that will be, you know, that will speak to both our hearts. Amen. What do you think, Coco? It is basically a seasonal topic. I think this is the season to talk about the land of milk and honey because for a lot of us, we are just on the brink. So what's your report going to be? That's an excellent question. (laughs) I would like to... um, so there are so many things in the text that we read. Uh, we won't be able to cover every single details, obviously. And so I broke down that passage in three um, three parts. Um, so basically, what's you know stood out for me this time around. So the first thing that stuck out was um, the fact that you know, back to fighting the giants, from what I read in Numbers chapter 13, uh, first of all, this is not something you want to do alone. So it's not something you want to do alone. Um, I was reminded of that, you know, it's kind of a popular phrase here in California, there is strength in numbers. So it it was really, really interesting to me again that, you know, um, first the being together and and again, you know, you're preparing for battle or there is something again like the giant, one or more that you need to take down um, in your life. But you don't have to do it alone. And it's actually, um, I will I will advise, I will advise um, against that. We, we human beings, obviously, um, you know, we live in society for a reason. We need each other. Um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, as a believer, you need the fellowship. Amen. And, and iron sharpens iron, so we're all imperfect. Yeah. <laughs> and as I was thinking about that togetherness, um, I had in my heart to explore um, Matthew chapter 18, verses 19 to 20. Mm-hmm. So if it's okay with you, I will um, I will read it. Oh yeah, of course. So this is uh, again Matthew, um, the Gospel of Matthew chapter 18, verses 19 to 20. Mm-hmm. Again, truly, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Amen. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. Amen. Amen. And mm-hmm. the second verse, and then, you know, we'll uh, talk again about being together. Yes, how important it is to walk here. Yes, so it's in James chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. Coco, do you want to maybe read it? Yes, James chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. Let me change the versions, let's keep it fun. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) so this is the Hebrew names version, verse 13 to 16. Is any among you suffering? Let him pray. Is any cheerful? Let him sing praises. Is any among you sick? Let him call for the zakanim of the assembly or the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will heal him who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. If he has committed sin, he will be forgiven. Confess your offenses to one another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effective 
earnest prayer of a righteous man is powerfully effective. I think that's it. Amen. Amen. Well, okay. First thoughts on that, Coco. Well, (laughs) (laughs) I was still, I was still digesting the Matthew 18, 19, 20. Yes. About the fact that coming into agreement in his presence so when we gather in his presence, we come, we confess our sins, we worship yeah. him, and then we start praying. So by the time we get to the point where we come in agreement in prayer on something, our hearts have been set right. So everything yeah. we ask is going to be aligned with his will, and mm-hmm. he will give it to us. So that was in my mind. So it doesn't mean we come from outside with all the, the junk that life throws at us, and we start asking things that come from our flesh, or our wounded souls, or from trauma, or from a place of fear, or most often from a place of unbelief. But that we've come, we've set our hearts together, we are together. We've come in front in the presence of the Lord. We've gone, those who know the tabernacle, uh, there's, there's, a, there's um, a chronolo- uh, um, not a chronology, but there are steps before you get to the Holy of Holies. Mm-hmm. So if you go through those steps in the Old Testament, you'll see, you don't just jump into the Holy of Holies. It's the same. Yes, we have access to Jesus, but we still have to come before a holy God and we are unholy. Once we've done those things, our thoughts align with him. And uh, for James, what really struck me, and, and can I just say what an excellent uh, um, choice of passages, Natalie. For this James one, uh, what really jumped out from the paper, from the, it's not the paper, but the screen, because my Bible is a nap, um, for me was, um, let him call for the Zakanim of the assembly. Let him call for the elders of the church. Um, and what the Lord just put on my heart now, which I've never um, actually clocked before even though i've read this a thousand times um is the fact that there is a reason why the elders of the church have to be called there's something about authority Mm. so sometimes we might be ill and we can pray for ourselves or or just lay hands on ourselves and the sickness goes i would think naturally that by the time we get to the church and say we need an anointing of the oil in a prayer by other people it means this is a tough one one, a sickness that is lingering with us, that is not going easily. Because something very significant in this passage is the fact that it is the elders yes. who have to pray for you. And the anointing of the oil, which represents the Holy Spirit, that's mm-hmm. how it feels in my mind. Wow. Yeah, that, that's, that's it for now. But yeah, brilliant. <laughs> so thank you for everything that you shared. Something that really spoke to me, especially in um, GEMS, was how he's describing the various hardships. So he doesn't go into it in details. And I mentioned that, you know, today we're talking about fighting the giants. And yes. I'm sure you have noticed that I did not go into who the giants are. And that is no. because I believe that each of us can identify them in our lives. And James chapter 5, starting at verse 13, starts, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation here. Yes. We start with, are any of you suffering hardships? So again, a giant in our life can be whatever hardship we're going through at that particular moment. Yes. You know, you should pray. So again, mm. you know, don't be, um, don't, don't freeze in fear. Yes. You know, I know at a time we can feel so overwhelmed that it feels as if we're helpless. We have no weapon against it. We, we have no more strength because we've been fighting for so long already. But again, you know, first thing is don't keep it to yourself. Um, come to God, open your heart, do it earnestly and honestly. Mm. You know, um, are any of you happy? That is not a giant. But again, don't keep it to yourself. Sing praises. 
Yes. Uh, any of you sick now, that's another giant sickness. And then you you uh, expanded on that. And I thank you for that. And yes. yes. Call for the elders of the church. And it's interesting to me that here elders is plural. Yes. Of course, <laughs> yes. you can go to just one person, of course. But I'm, I'm circling back to the togetherness and I'm circling back to what I said in the beginning, there is strength in numbers. But it's interesting to me that, you know, for you to be at a point where you need to call out other people. Yes. There is an encouragement in just being surrounded, you know, by people yes. who care about you and yes. will pray for you and anoint yes. you and, you know. Um, so such prayer offered in faith will heal the sick. And again, about that being together, and you touch on that also. Yes. Another thing that really, really spoke to me, and that, in my humble opinion, is sometimes glossed over um, when, you know, Christians come together, when we come together and fellowship, or sometimes at times glossed over in church is that part where it says confess your sins to each other and pray oh, for yes. each other so that yes. we may be healed and yes. i think that it's very natural and easy to dive into the prayer and pray for everything that we need and give praise and sing praises you know and present our need and then we stop there yeah and we pray <laughs> for others and we pray for the country but then we stop there but i think what that verse 16 is reminding us is that we might at times forget to mm. self-examine ourselves. Yes. We might at times forget to um, humble ourselves, not just yes. before God, but before one another. Yes. And, you know, and the confessing our sin is also to make sure once again that when we are working together, when yeah. we are coming together, when we, especially when we're coming together to fight a common enemy, be it depression, sadness, you know, sickness, Whatever it is we're dealing with, a yes. situation, you know, praying to find a job, praying for our debts to be, you know, that we found the wisdom in taking the right steps to clear our debts. Yes. We're asking God. But in coming together, making sure that um, there is nothing standing between us. Yeah. So, you know, um, in verse Matthew 18, that verse, if two are in agreement, whatever they ask for, being mm. in agreement doesn't just mean or you and I are going to agree and we're going to ask this together. Yes. Being in agreement, agreement also means I want to make sure that I did not offend you, that there is no yes. resentment in my heart toward you. Oh. oh, yes. No resentment in your heart toward me. Towards me, yes. Yes. So that there is indeed, you know, forgiveness between us and love yes. and unity. And that forgiveness part is very important because none of us is perfect. And yes. let's be realistic. They are going to be times where even as we're brothers and sisters and friends, yes. we might be on each other's nerves. We might say the wrong thing. Yes. We might think that we know something when in reality we don't. And we say something <laughs> that, that misses the mark. Yes. Right? Yeah. And, and also that the humility and the patience to listen to someone who is coming to you and say, you know, there seems to be um, some bad blood between us and I would like to talk about it and sort it out. Yes. Um, I want to yes. encourage um, to encourage us when that happens and especially when you have someone coming to you to please open your heart. If you're struggling with that because that person hurt you so badly mm. that you just want to slam the door to their face and you've decided that you're done with them, 
if you're struggling with that, please, <laughs> please fall on your knees. I'm speaking figuratively. Feel free to do it literally. But cry out to God and, and ask for patience and yeah. help. And, you know, and just, again, lend land an ear. Because also, uh, from, to, from, to jump in, sorry, to, to, to jump into what you just said, um, that you can't take the press and ask for patience, I would start with asking the Lord, um, Lord, really, why does this person irritate me so much? Yeah. And I can venture to say four times out of five is something to do with us, not them. Yes, ah. thank you for pointing that out. And I wanted to talk about that and conflict resolution amongst, you know, each other. Yes. And, you know, can be the context of, again, the person you're praying with, you want to make sure, you know, that is in the open. Again, because from what the Bible says, Matthew, um, James chapter 5, verse 16, yeah. confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Oh, yes. Okay. So oh, the yes. healing part is very <laughs> much attached to that. Yes. Right? The openness to bring our sins in the open. Yes. Which actually breaks the hold the enemy has over whoever is dealing with that sin. Yes. The shame that the enemy keeps you in because you're hiding it is gone at that point. Yes. So hence the, the because some people think if they go to God, that's enough. But sometimes God wants us to bring it in the open mm-hmm. in front of other Christians. It's a lesson in everything, in humility, in, in obedience. Uh, it's everything, you know, to say, mm-hmm. I am a sinner. I have this hot shot role at church. I lead mm-hmm. the, the, the kids' church. Yes. I'm actually the pastor. <laughs> I'm yes. the choir leader. Yes. But actually, this is going on in my life. Mm-hmm. And only with that openness can the shame be cut off the enemy's power over you and the congregation. Yes, amen. Cut off, and then we can stand strong and tell the enemy, actually, the blood of Jesus has redeemed me. I've confessed that sin. What does the Bible say? He's faithful and just to forgive us if we confess our sins. Amen. So that was point number one. It was, you know, um, you don't have to fight the giants alone. And as a matter of fact, please do not fight the giants alone. Um, and then, yeah, that's you know, a bad standing, idea, yeah? Yes. <laughs> and then standing on the words about being together, confessing our sins to one another, um, do that with someone you trust, please. Please be wise about it. And when someone comes to you as well, please don't judge. Amen. Remember how much you've been forgiven. Mm-hmm. Amen. And then the second point is, um, so we, you know, again, back to the original text, the text for this topic, Fighting the Giants, uh, Numbers chapter 13. The second point is, you know, before going in and fighting your giants, you want to assess the terrain, the situation. Yes. So what was interesting is um, Moses and Aaron, they sent, they, they picked 12 people. Yes. And they didn't just pick randomly 12 people. Of course not. It was not. interesting that, you know, so the, the tribe of, uh, the nation of Israel had 12 tribes and they made sure to pick one person from each tribe, which speaks to me about, it's not covering all the bases, but it's almost making sure all the voices are heard. Yes. Um, but what uh, what I want to focus on in this particular point is, you know, making sure you get a report um, and not just one report. So don't yes. just hear one. I'm translating directly from French here. Don't just hear um, one one bell, un son de cloche. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, I think that also links to the different yeah. gifts. Yes. So if you have amongst you a teacher, a doctor, a prophet, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the gifts of the spirit, yes. uh, each one will see another, a different angle of the situation. That's how we get the full picture. Absolutely. So the text that you just mentioned is drawn from, I mean, it's all over the Bible, but in the first letter to the Corinthians, um, the Apostle Paul mentions that, right? That's, I think, a topic exactly. for the, the body of Christ and the diversity of within gifts, the yes. church and the gifts. Yeah. 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 So, and then, um, so in, in not getting just one report, um, you know, the second within that, that section of assessing the terrain, the situation, you know, so the first question is, um, the, the, one of the first point within that is, okay, does the report take into account God's word and strength? Because when no. we read Numbers 13, we see that we have 10 people who are totally panicked and, and they go and say, oh, <laughs> yeah. the man himself was so beautiful. Oh, my goodness. There was milk and there was and honey. honey and and this and that. Yeah. Grapes. How big they are. Yeah. Birds, birds, birds. They were giants. <laughs> so big next to them we were like grasshoppers yeah yeah <laughs> and, and by the way that's what they saw too so i'm amazed at those 10 spies those 10 people who were able to get into the head of all those giants and <laughs> yeah. who apparently knew what the giants were thinking i'm guessing that this was yeah, yeah. interpretation they're mind readers as well they too thought that we were grasshoppers really how do you know it's like up until the end, they are doing everything they can to convince you that this is an impossible task. Yeah, yeah. And in case up until the moment they say we felt like grasshoppers, yes. I like emphasis on we felt. It's not yes. even we we were. No, it's we felt. And after that, they go really quickly to the point where they know that the giants are thinking the same. <laughs> are thinking the same thing. Just so goes to show that what you say with your mouth, eh? Right. So something say that's interesting in it is that they were leading with fear, but also they yes. were speaking from just strictly a place of emotion. Yes, the soul. They, yes. <laughs> so they did not just stick to the fact. And on top of that, you know, the question I was asking is, does the report that you get about what you're dealing with, does it take into account God's word and, and strength? Yes. There is that. In the case of those 10 people, it did not. Yeah. So yeah. when Caleb tried to quiet the people and said in verse 30 of yes. chapter 13, let's go at once. So he's not saying I'm going to go or both of us are going to go and we'll take the land. He's like, let's all do it together at once and we yes. can certainly conquer it. At the end of this podcast, we're going to read another text Yes, that will shed light again on why he's saying that. He's not talking out of, you know, his heart and feeling brave. He has a relationship with God that is so strong. It's like when David was facing Goliath. Yes. The reason he stood in front of Goliath and David testifies to that. He's like, I know who my God is. Amen. And with his strength, you will be defeated. Yes. It's also this thing where we we, we get intimidated, but actually it is quite normal that the enemy comes at us. It's part of the yeah. deal. 
you know so i think sometimes what you said was so pertinent when we we we, we operate in the soul in um, our feelings and stuff we lose yeah. sight completely of yeah. what the lord is telling us what he's told us many times mm-hmm. and we our flesh just starts going in panic mode i think that also comes from the habit of wanting to fix things ourselves that's true which in itself uh, begs the question okay um are we following God or <laughs> what are we doing? Yes. You know what you know what the Bible says about putting your your trust in in human beings or mm-hmm. in the strength oh, of horses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually yeah. called a curse in the Bible. So ah. as soon as you start operating in that, there, uh, yeah, there you mm-hmm. go. Uh, the enemy's like, oh, that's what you want to do. Okay, let's do this then. You're mm-hmm. you're going to be easy to defeat. I'm just going to scare you. <laughs> And again, the Bible is is not saying that we should be passive and just wait for things to be done for us. That is not at all the message. The Bible is just telling us, do not rely on Proverbs chapter 3, verses 3 to 5. Do not rely on your own intelligence. Yes. Again, the point being, don't try to take it on all by yourself. Exactly. And, And when you're a believer, you know, you are in this journey on earth with God. So yes. there is a partnership there. There is a coming to him. There is a talking to each other. There is a yeah. consulting him. There is going back to him and say, what What do you say about this? Yes. Wisdom, you know, what is the best course of action? The second we, point. We, we don't have to do it alone, yeah? Yes. That's no. the thing. That's a, a reminder that I think is um, in the Bible from beginning to end. And the second point within that assessing the terrain and the situation is how does the report that we get challenge our relationship with God? Yes. Is it destroying our faith? <laughs> is it putting us down? Yeah. Is it discouraging us to the point where we're thinking there is no way out of it? Yeah. Or is it challenging our faith to grow? Yes. So, and, and you know, that's, um again, like this yeah. is a personal just... um experience this is how when i'm reading the text how it's you know it's encouraging me challenging me speaking to my heart is there anything you want to add coco before we jump to the third point um i don't even know all of this is so good and true um but um yeah it's, it's funny because so we see this reaction back to the reaction of uh oh uh, we feel scared and then oh that's what the giants are thinking so we've opened yeah. our mouths confessed something that comes from our flesh and the soul uh, it becomes reality because that's what the word says what you believe you come out and wait, what, to create the, the word the Lord spoke mm-hmm. and things came into being and we, we're not God of course but we carry some of that authority yeah. so we speak and things so that reinforces this lie in our, in our minds as the truth and then we fall into idolatry mm-hmm because God has given us a clear mandate. The people of Israel came to that place for God sent them there. Yes. How do they suddenly decide to, uh, oh, okay, I don't think God knows what he's doing, yes? So let's mm-hmm. just do, so we're our own gods. That's idolatry. Mm-mm-mm. There's everything in there. So sometimes it disguises as fear and as fear stuff. But I think really the bottom line for many of the things um, human beings do, it's wanting to take control of things as soon as we don't understand them. Yes. It's like, Oh, 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 I didn't expect this. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, God, thank you for your kindness. I'm, I'm, I'm going to handle it from here. That's the kind of <laughs> the kind of vibe. And that gets mm-hmm. us into trouble. And the Lord is probably shaking his head thinking, yo, what? You can't uh-huh. handle anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, mm-hmm. that's what it brings to me. It leads me to examine my own heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, for all the times when I so, so frequently try to take things in my own hands. 
and to sort of try to be more careful not to do that. Yeah, yeah? I hear you. The same here. Yeah. And so we're going to, um, you know, look at the third part in, in that text. So just as a reminder, number one was, okay, fighting the giants is not something you need to do alone. There is strength in numbers. Number two was, um, you know, you need to get a report, assess the situation, and uh, don't just listen to one report. Like, try to have a diversity of opinions on, yes. on that. Yes. Um, and again, within that, does the report take into account God's word and strength and promises yeah. in your life? Does it challenge your relationship with God? And if so, yeah. does yeah. it strengthen it or does it weaken it? Yes. So that was part one and two. And part three, which is the, the last um, angle from which I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Numbers chapter 13. Who yeah. will I believe? Yeah. <laughs> Who yeah. will I believe? So the voice that puts me down scares me or the one that strengthens me lifts me up according to God's word and according to God's promises. Yes. And again, I want to stress that, um, you know, go, when I say lifting me up according to God's word and God's promises, I'm, yeah. I'm not seeing or thinking of a Pollyanna situation. I'm not thinking of <laughs> looking at a situation through... Pollyanna. Um, <laughs> That's brilliant. Through, <laughs> rosy colors you know i'm not it's not naivety here it's not a oh don't worry everything is gonna be all right yeah that's not absolutely yeah. what i mean yeah um, since we're talking about numbers chapter 13 there is yes. this verse in numbers um that says god is not a man to lie yes yeah. So the reason Coco and I keep bringing God's word is because it's also the foundation of our faith. Yes. It's when we feel down and sad and, and exhausted, it is yeah. something that gives us strength because we know that when God says something, when he says that he loves us, he means it. Yes. When he says that in Psalm 34, when we cry out to him, he hears and he will answer. He means it and he does it. He follows through on his word. Yeah. So that's yeah. one of the reasons why, you know, again, back to the report we get about our situation. Yeah. You're always going to have people who have an opinion on what you're going through. Oh, yes. Sometimes, unfortunately, sometimes when you're going through a hardship, sickness, yes. or just, you know, something super hard that you're dealing with, you might have well-intentioned people, yes. like Job's friends, who will come to you and say, oh, this is happening because you did something bad. To be honest, this is the types of, of reports that you can get. Yes, you can have is. someone, and that happened to me once, you can oh. have someone who says to you, um, well, I noticed that you've been dealing with this for some time. By any chance, do you enjoy being in that situation? I'm thinking, what? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> okay. I've had that too. I've had okay. that too. I've had that too. So yeah. I'm, I'm bringing it up just to show that <laughs> you can hear everything and anything under the sun. Yes. And and when that happens, just again be centered in your relationship with God. Yes. Have a compassionate heart. You know, it's just you come to God and you said, Okay, this is what I heard, I leave it to you. Yes. But you always want to remember your identity in Christ. Oh Lord, that yes, God yes. Made you his child and he's yes. telling you, I have your back. I am with you every single day. Matthew chapter twenty eight, verse twenty. Yes. You know, so that part three was who will I believe? Yes, yes. the giants. Yes, the situation is is you know wow so challenging. 
Yes. But, you know, is there a solution <laughs> that is on the horizon? What yeah. does the Bible say? What does God say? You know, yeah. and of course, the coming to, to each other and, and coming to God and confessing our sins, something you don't want to lose sight of. Yeah, it's very important. Because we can, the Bible says that as in, in one of the Psalms, that we can sin without realizing it. There is a song yes. where David is praying to God and say, forgive me even the sins that I'm not aware of. Yes. Interesting you would mention David because... Uh, um, I just want to share this one thing. Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> so David David was somebody who found himself a lot in situations where he was alone. Yes. I don't know why I'm getting a sense that some people are saying, you're funny. What if you're alone? Because mm -hmm. some Christians are alone. They might be physically alone for, for a while, not have a church to go to, not have any Christian around them. Yes. Um, I'm not going to name drop because I don't know if she'll want that. Uh, but there's a Christian lady who posts incredibly insightful uh, posts on Facebook. I think she's mm -hmm. been doing, uh, walking in intimacy with the Lord for maybe over 20, 30 years. And she really seeks the Lord's heart. And she was yeah. talking about how uh, as soon as it became clear that Jesus had laid his claim to be the true king, mm -hmm. the true Davidic king, he was hunted by the leaders of Israel. Everybody has read that. He would often escape. Uh, narrowly before they stoned him to death, etc., because he's, he was waiting for the time for a sacrifice. Yeah. And if we talk about David, whom you just spoke about, as soon as David was um, um, anointed by, uh, which prophet was it? Was it Samuel? Yes. Yes, it was Samuel. Uh, he didn't go and take his, his throne. throne. <laughs> his life became a complete mess. Uh, yeah, I don't know, 15 years, roughly certain versions say more. Of trouble, at mm -hmm. the point at, there was one point where he had to find refuge outside Israel. He had to hide in the region of Tyre and, and Sidon, yeah. Bethany beyond the Jordan, Caesarea Philippi, etc., and maybe mm -hmm. other places. Mm -hmm. But he was looking for refuge beyond the borders of his own land. Mm -hmm. Some of you listening might have your whole family against you. Maybe people in your church, your friends. You might find yourself isolated. There is one person. Who really remains the only true option in that case? Which means you're finding refuge beyond the familiar, beyond the borders of yourself. Mm -hmm. So you're certainly not going to go to your soul. The only run, one real option is Jesus. Amen. The, the David, when you said David, that's it just, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And so be encouraged. Um, those of you who are sniggering saying they're funny. It's not everybody has a church. <laughs> mm. Yep. We're with you on that. Been there. I think both of us have been isolated. Yes. Uh, Jesus is always there. Jesus is. is always there. And he as is. Natalie pointed out, really one thing you said is really important. Which report will you believe? Yes. What does your relationship with God become as soon as you hit a hurdle, mm -hmm. however big it is? Who is bigger, the hurdle or God? Amen. Thank you for, for pointing that out and sharing. And so we are coming to toward the end of our podcast. One um, words, one final word I want I would like to share is the fact that you know we talk about our hardships, we talk about the giants in our lives, and about fighting them. So how do we defeat them, and what's supposed to happen? The yeah. Bible is always very clear on that. So yes. first, they can be defeated. Yes. And according to God, to God's words, they will be defeated. And what I mean yeah. by they will be defeated, let's talk about sickness for a moment. So, yeah. you know, God is God and his ways are beyond what we can understand. So are his thoughts. Yes. So sometimes 
the solution we have in mind is not the one he has in mind. Amen. That's we are also not eternal in the flesh, meaning that, of yes, one day, you know, we will pass away. It's a cycle of life. Um, yes. And so that I'm, I'm saying that as an encouragement, sometimes when we're dealing with sickness in that, you know, in not to fear yes. what we're dealing with and not yes. to fear what, what, what is coming. Yeah. That God is our strength and that what even also happens to our body, mm. he's talking about how... Um, you know, our inner man is regenerated and growing Oh, strong. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Every so day. Let's take encouragement in that as well. And let's keep trusting him until the end. But again, in fighting those giants, another an encouragement and reminder is the yes. fact that, you know, even with the burning fire in our hearts, you know, yeah, um, yeah. For our, you know, in our love for God and believing in him and knowing his word is true, Let's yes. also arm ourselves with perseverance. Yes. We think that not all fights is, is won overnight. But Amen. Sometimes fighting the giants um, and knowing that God has your back and is with you and working with you, it doesn't mean that, you know, you're going to wake up the next morning or in five seconds, <laughs> everything is going to be done and said and resolved and that's it. So it's just a, an encouragement. It's like arm yourself with perseverance as well. And remember, you're not alone. And also the giants, the biggest giants are often the ones in us, yeah? Yes. We tend to focus on the giants outside, That's but actually true. the giant of unbelief is probably the biggest one. So, oh, thank you. Unbelief yeah. being the world. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when you think of your future, yeah. you know, are you once again in a state of panic? When are you compare you yourself worried? with others, yes. When, yes, when you compare yourself to others or, you know, basically how, where is your heart at? Yes. You know, are you thinking of this? This is it. Like I just, uh, are you having a self-pity party, which can yeah. happen? Yes. Uh, you know, are you again remembering <laughs> that you're not in this alone? Yes. The battle is is one. There is a verse, um, a passage in the Bible. I wanted us to read as we're closing our yes. uh, session for today. Recording. It's um, in Romans. Chapter 8, verses 31 to 39. I don't know if you had it. Romans 8, verses 31 to yeah. 39. Okay, please, let's do this. Please read it. Thank you. So yes, much. yes, yes. So I'm reading again from the Hebrew names version. 31 to 39, Romans 8. What then shall we say about these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who didn't spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how would you not also with him freely give us all things? Who could bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Messiah who died. Yes, rather, who was raised from the dead. Who is at the right hand of God? Who also makes intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Messiah? Could oppression or anguish or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. Even as it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We were accounted as sheep for the slaughter. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Oh, I love this one. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, 
nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Messiah Yeshua, our Lord. Can I just read that last bit, 38 to 39, in the New Living Translation again? Yes. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fear for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. (laughs) Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen. (laughs) And this is why, my friends, Caleb told the people, let's go at once to take the land. We can certainly conquer it. Yes. Also, in this at once, what it just speaks to me is that when God tells us to do something and tells us to do something now, we shouldn't dilly-dally about it. Oh, this is speaking to me. We shouldn't dilly-dally about it. Don't put it off, etc., etc. Just do it. Amen. So we just uh, believe his report. I'm yes. really grateful, Natalie, that you picked that, that, those, those themes. Uh, yeah, this is, this is brilliant. I praise God for that. And, uh, you know, as we always pray for him to guide us. So I, we will just, like you said, believe his report. Amen. Um, I, um, I wanted to um, also uh, say thank you to one of our listeners. Uh, I'm not going to say her name, but her her handle on on, on um, Instagram is Cloud Atlas, uh, mm-hmm. who gave good feedback about Grace Touch. Uh, thank you so much for that. God bless you. Thank you. And thank and you. people, please please send us a little message. Put a review on Facebook or on or on Instagram or on Twitter. Just you know, let us know that you've listened and whether you've been blessed or not. And feel free to send us any questions you might have. Or any point you want clarification on. As Natalie said when we first started this, we're not doing it for ourselves. We believe the Lord called us to do this. And we're certainly not doing it in our own strength. So we need to hear feedback. Thank you so much. And I would like to add that we are also um, encouraged by this. Um, So really this is what it's about. We are encouraging one another. We want to listen to have an, an ear. Yes. What God, God is saying, and as I always like to conclude, uh, conclude our podcast, you know, with the reminder that God loves us. Amen. So, again, I will say it again: God loves you. And Amen. Please, let's all be encouraged as we're going about, you know, our day and to have a peace. Amen. And uh, Natalie said, "God loves you." That includes if you don't love yourself enough, you'll be okay. <laughs> you'll Amen. be okay. It's, it's a learning curve. Amen. 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 Thank you very much. And that's goodbye from me. Goodbye. Until next time. Bye-bye.